This week on the Jock and Nerd Podcast, we've got a listener-sponsored review of Disney's animated feature, Big Hero 6, plus the Oscar slap heard around the world. We get a good look at Matt Reeves' Joker. Everybody already hates the Morbius movie before it even comes out, and more, all in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Monday, March 28th, 2022. This is Jason Musen for reasons best left between you and your therapist. You're listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. Snooch to the nooch. Check. Check one. All right. This is Roy Clowns out there. Let's give it up. Yeah, that's right. What's up? Hello, and welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast, where we give you comic book and superhero TV and movie news, reviews, and whatever we choose. Jock and Nerd. My name is Ibron. My name is Anthony. He's the Jock. He's a nerd. We'll peep you next time. We'll peep you this time right now. I'm oh. peeping you now. <laughs> I look out the window. I'm actually peeping you now, listener. Also joining Ugh. us. Uh, recent winner of the Oscar Twitter poll for best fart moment on a movie review podcast. It's Rugboy. Congratulations, Rugs. Get your name out of my fucking mouth or yeah. out of your fucking mouth. <laughs> you had a great why, acceptance why speech. Why did I say my mouth? <laughs> it's, your name is in your mouth. My name. Wait, my mouth oh, is on your boy. name. Well, look. All right, stop with the mouth. Let's stop with the name in the mouth. Let's just start there. I'm not even going to play our opening stinger. We're gonna, I need to dive right into this and process what happened. Anthony. Yeah. For anyone who uh, did not watch the Oscars or doesn't have a computer or social media or lives under a rock, uh, why don't you explain the big moment from uh, Oscars 2022 last night? Yeah, sure. And how you found out what happened. Of course, I'm talking about Coda winning Best Picture. Of it course. was crazy. That is nuts. <laughs> yeah. That's nuts. Way to go for uh, people with hearing disabilities. <laughs> yes, Marley Matlin deserves that. Def- definitely. Apple TV Plus. Get your subscription now. <laughs> what happened last night? So I wasn't even watching the Oscars because I've not seen many of the movies. Formerly and Mr. Oscar. Anthony. Formerly Mr. Oscar yeah. now. Um, just straight up roadhouse trash. Uh, <laughs> Right, Grillo movies. Yeah. yeah. So I get a Come I get to a the call. dark side, Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> I get a call from my mom and she's like, Hey, did you did you see Will Smith just punched Chris Rock? Oh. And I go, What? I'm like you're lying. She oversold it. And she's yeah. like, He just punched Chris Rock. I saw it. She's like, What do you think? I'm a liar? Like she got mad what? right away. I'm like, <laughs> No way. So I went and like I, I have YouTube TV, so I went and rewound U T V YouTube TV. And I missed it because it happened so quick. So I was like, Mom, that's nothing happened. What are you talking about? She's like, watch it again. I'm like, okay, <laughs> watch it. And yeah, Chris Rock is up there. He's not the host. He's doing, he's presenting the award for something. I think it might have been Documentary music. feature, best there documentary. See, this shows how much I was watching. He pre- he's presenting the award, making a riff, doing his comedian thing, and makes a joke about uh, Jada Pinkett Smith being in the next G.I. Jane. Okay, so we should explain that joke. No, well, I will. Okay. So Jada Pinkett Smith is with Will Smith. Will Smith is nominated for uh, Best Actor and amongst other things for King Richard. Uh, he's there. I think he's like in the front row, like dead center. Yeah. 
And Jada Pinkett's there is obviously with him. And she's bald because I guess she has alopecia. She suffers from and alopecia. She, and she's you know chosen to shave her head instead of have to deal with the spots. So he makes that joke. Will Smith laughs. Will Smith definitely does laugh. But you could see Jada Pinkett Smith glares. Yeah. Like, you motherfucker. Yeah. And Will, uh, Chris Rock is like, ah, it's not that bad. And then you see Will Smith come up on stage, make a beeline towards uh, Chris Rock. Chris Rock is still laughing, and you just all of a sudden it's like smack, and you don't know if it's a a slap or a punch. It happens so quick. Oh, the Oscars shit. in America kind of cut the feed. They cut the sound right away. Cut the sound. They cut the feed a little bit, and you when they come back, you can see Will Smith mouthing, "Keep your keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth." Oh and you my cut, god! They do a Japanese. You can go online and find like the Japanese version that didn't yeah. cut. Yeah. And apparently, he says it twice: "Like keep your wife keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth." Chris Rock is all like, "It's a GI Jane joke." He's like, "Keep my wife's name out your fucking yeah. mouth." Hey, he you can just bad. see like Lupito Nyong'o, like just like, "What the fuck is going on?" <laughs> and at that point, you're just like, "Holy shit!" Did he slap him? Did he punch him? Later confirmed, it looks like a slap. And Chris Rock kind of just takes it, makes well, a said, joke Will about Smith it. Will Smith just slapped the shit out of me. Yeah, he goes, "Will Smith just slapped the shit out of me." Then goes. Well, that was the best, like, something along the lines, that's some of the best live television the you'll greatest, ever see. Yes, the greatest And moments. then goes into presenting the award, and by that point, I'm, I've I heard about this, I've rewound it, I'm watching it, and I'm like, Mom, did Best Actor get presented yet? She's like, no, I'm like, I'm watching this the rest of the fucking night. <laughs> I, you, know, you know how many people probably turn that shit on? So many people. All my right friends. At that moment. None, of, none of my friends are, like, big movie guys. Probably most, if not all of them, have, like, seen maybe five of the movies that have were even maybe nominated at most and everyone was watching i everyone did the same thing. we got to see this. i t- i tend to write the fuck on and jen campion is just one best director but yes it upon closer inspection it was an open-handed slap and yeah. it was really fast and uh like like a movie slap and also you notice chris rock didn't like he had his hands behind his back the whole time he never touched his face he either. He never touched his face to rub he it. never acknowledged he, that it hurt. But you got to imagine that he's up there just stunned and his head is buzzing a little bit. Well, you can see like <laughs> if you if you slow-mo the yes. slap, which I've done, yeah. he slaps him. Yeah. And there's a point where Chris Rock like instinctively reacts to like hit him back. But he, oh, you could see like his arm like oh, jolt shit. up. Oh, but shit. Chris Rock is like... I can't I'm on do that. TV. I like, can't, I can't that. fucking I do this. Yeah, he he maintained his composure. He, Chris Rock took that like a champ. Good, you know yeah. what? Good follow through on Will Smith too. He was fully arm, fully extended through the you know turned his <laughs> he turned his whole body. I don't know. From I, the I hips. feel like Chris Rock. I mean, he I took it like, like a champ. Shit. I was gonna say I don't know if Will you should be giving Will Will Smith is probably I'd say at least sixty pounds heavier than Chris Rock. Yeah. Chris Rock had no idea that he was gonna get slapped in the face. By by a gi- like a, a gigantic human being in comparison to him, I feel like Will Smith like should have like knocked him on the floor. Well, he oh. he seemed to lean back a little bit, and I think if he didn't do that, he would have smacked. Oh he would have been knocked well, the out. The thing is, he, he was standing there with his hands behind his back. Yeah, and then his head was like leaning forward. He and I was leans like, in when he's walking to him. I was like, he is this know? staged or yes. is this? Re- and then I don't know. It was definitely real so, because okay, that's the first question that everybody. Of course, the first thing you think of. Was this staged? At first, I was like, maybe, but then 
You see him say, keep my wife's name out of your fucking mouth, and he is mad. But he's an actor. He can pull that off. He did just win. And then he goes on to win the fucking award, Best Actor Award. It was just, the the thing that sold it for me was Chris Rock, because he was like, they didn't know, you could tell he was like trying to figure out what the fuck he was going to say next. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah. And we're to, here. You could see the process, and he's like, what do I do? Like, anybody going to come do anything? Like, Yeah, he like looks backstage, he's like, yo, I'm just going to let him Chris Rock's not a good actor. Uh, Will Smith is. So he could have sold that. Well, clearly. Yeah. Will, right? Will so. Smith is auditioning for the role of Ike I was, Turner. I was yeah. going to say, clearly he's a good actor because he wins best actor he later wins on that best night. Actor. Yeah. He, he has, and in that speech, he's tearing up. You could see he's being very careful in choosing his words. No, well, no, no. I don't think, you don't I think, think he's he being, I think he's being careful, but I think that speech, the way I, I analyzed that speech was he had a speech in mind because yeah. he thought he was going to win yeah. about, like being a light and like and like thank you to the family, but he's also live processing the fact that he just fucking he just undermined all of that man on TV. <laughs> he ruined his whole. Oscar so he ruined moment. his like that's his big moment, right? Yeah. So he's trying to incorporate that moment in a funny way into his speech, and it's just like it's just a, he's live processing the entire thing yeah. in like on live TV, and it's just like this awkward thing where I'm just sitting there like. Oh my god, this is so strange right now. This is the weirdest TV ever. Yeah, that was amazing. That I just was the can't fucking- believe that. Okay, this is his big day. He's been working for this his whole life. He wanted to. He wants the Oscar for Best Actor, and he's going to lose his shit over a joke. Yes, I understand it's a joke that was probably in poor taste or whatever, but like. That's like kind of like going off the rails. Like one hundred percent. Like that's like. Even if like like I've been in situations where I've been like really fucking embarrassed by someone, but for the to get through the the next thing, like I I didn't do anything because there's other things at 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 bay there. So I don't know. It was just weird that he was unhinged so at that moment. So there's a little bit more backstory between the Chris Rock and the Will Smith to put it in context. He no, this is just, this like you're just. Like uh, conjecture here? No, no, this is not the first time he's taken shots at Jada Pinkett Smith. Chris uh, Chris Rock in 2016. He just said made they weren't a joke there. About her. That's not, not really the Oscars. Yes, at the Oscars, like well, she no, boycotted. Let me, let me, let me, he, let, me yeah. let me, yeah, I'll I'll fill it in the details. She boycotted the yeah. Oscars because the Oscars were Oscars so too white. white. Yeah. Hashtag too white. Oscars <laughs> Chris so Rock white. made a funny ass joke. It was, where it was a good like, joke. Where he was like, basically. That you boycotting the Oscars is like me boycotting Rihanna's panties. <laughs> yes. He's like, I wasn't invited. That's a great fucking. You weren't That's invited, so it doesn't yeah. really matter. Yeah. <laughs> and but also think about like Will and Jada's relationship this past few years, what oh, they've been so going strange. through, and how public it's been. It's very weird. He here's my take. They both fucked up, and it was a heat of the moment. And maybe Chris Rock, because Chris Rock has done a documentary. About black hair. I think it's called black hair. No, like good he, hair. It's called or good, good hair. hair. He should have known better. And, but then Will Smith also shouldn't have let his emotions get him. Well, up on live but, like, he didn't really call her anything derogatory. He compared to, to compared it to another woman who was also who was hot bald and bald. In the movie, yes. He would have said, like, you look like a, a Dora Milaje. Is that an insult? The joke was, yeah, the joke is kind of harmless. But I think it was all these things from between Will and Jada. And he's got to defend his woman. Now, I don't know. Imran, before we uh, even, before we even turn the show on, we were bullshitting. You were probably subject to about 30 ball jokes. 
Uh, yeah, but look, and vitiligo jokes. Like, I'll take vitiligo jokes my whole life. I got but vitiligo jokes. I'm just saying, jokes. like, bored. if it was a man sitting there and they made a ball joke, no one would even bat at nine. Or if it was like a white man who said the joke instead of Chris Rock, I don't know. Like, that they, been they literally cut to uh, no, J.K. Simmons. Wait, wait, wait. Imran, I, I'm not going to let you leave on that comment. If a white man said that joke, what do you what are you trying I'm to apply if, there? If Jimmy Fallon said the joke, would Will Smith have gone up and smacked the shit out of him? I, I think know. Jimmy Fallon would have been canceled. Yeah. But yes, probably. You, it would have been worse. <laughs> yeah, definitely. In the meantime, Chris Rock's on a tour, and his ticket sales went up yesterday. Well, here, here's uh, <laughs> here's my read on it. I don't think there's... There, there's I, I look at social media. I don't think there's very much debate on who's the big loser. Like, Will Smith is the biggest loser out of this. Like, Chris Rock, yeah, it's a joke in poor taste. But punching down a little, you know, that whole thing. A little bit, but it's, you know, it's it's something that I've seen before. It's it's comedy, right? Like, yeah. he's a comedian. Right. He He's on stage, and he's, he's known doing for this. That yeah, he, this is a kind he of goes a goes after people. Yeah, you know, and, and like, I don't know. And Will Smith initially laughs. I really think it's he, he looks laugh. at his wife, yeah. and his wife is like, are you fucking serious yeah. right now? And he's like, and oh, he's like, fuck. I got to do something. He's like, there's going to be more entanglement. And, and I got to just in the moment of, 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 I mean, I can't like it like extremely. I'm, well, I can be like, I, I can I can understand like a, a one like 10 second moment of anger. Yeah. Like you've kind of fallen yeah. off the rails a little bit like, like that happens to all of us. Yeah. It's just like, man, you got to. This is your mo- like this is your your night. You can't, you can't you literally now took the spotlight from every like no one's going to remember who no. won best picture. This, no one's gonna, it's yeah. all be- all now the Oscars where you punch you slap this the shit the out of Chris Rock. This is the most shocking memorable moment the Oscars have had in their 94 fucking years of history. Well, he apologized today Chris Rock. Uh, he Will did Smith. Uh, on Instagram in text. Instagram, yes, yeah. to Chris. What did he Rock. say? He ba- basically said that like He's a, sorry. He just he said he's sorry, and it's it, a pretty it's good not, apology. It's yeah, it's a decent. It's not. I'm not like. It's not a reflection of who I am, and you know I should be promoting he, yeah. love and yeah. whatever. He thought he was Richard fucking Williams for real, and went up there and shit. <laughs> uh, okay, you know what he could have done? He could have went up there. He go up there, right, and then put your arm around him and be like, "Hey, man, she's got alopecia. That shit ain't funny. Just want you to would look like an asshole." Well, I guess. That, yeah, they, no, 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 no. Then Chris Rock would look right, like the Chris asshole. Rock would look like an asshole. Your point would have been taken. Ricky Gervais has said 100 times way worse shit when he's hosted the Oscars. He, I mean, he skewers everyone. Well, they're, 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 in my mind, there's like two ways he handles that. One, he goes up there and, and says something like that or goes, I love my wife. Right. She's beautiful or something like I that. I think... Yeah, that's something that he could have done, and it would have it would have done the same thing that he gotten the same result that he wanted, which is like to show everybody that he was not cool with what he said. Right. You know. I think the other option is you wait till you go in the back and you have a talk with them man yeah. to man, yeah. and you and and you fucking if you want to beat his ass, then you beat do his ass yeah. behind camera. Just don't yeah. do it on camera. Right. Yeah, that's insane that he would just think that's okay to do that on live TV, and then afterwards, like Denzel goes and talks to him, Tyler Perry goes over there and talks to him, uh, try to calm him down, and then well, later that, that's the insane part too. You- is like he slaps that guy. Everyone's consoling Will Smith. What about Chris Rock? Is he okay? Nobody gives <laughs> a shit about Chris Rock. Why are they out? Why should no. he have been escorted out of the building? Well, I think so. I think, look, um, it's kind of a really crazy thing. Like, he's like one of the main draws to watch the show, right? They knew he was going to win. Was, they did not want to escort him out of the building. That would have been a not m- only more that, complicated. But it would look bad. It would, uh, the optics are bad of like, okay taking him out of the building because if they did then they, they then all of a sudden the conversation would be about how they treated will smith poorly 
Right. And so they're, they're pretty much you're damned if you do and damned if you don't. Yeah, I think they, that they're, they're in a tough spot. This was, it, uh, this was the better optic, even though more people are talking about Will Smith being crazy and slapping him than that, that nobody did anything at the Oscars. I mean, we're still talking about it. We still understand that it happened, like, that they literally let a guy slap another guy and then gave him an Oscar. Listen, it, and like <laughs> celebrated him. You want to talk about the, uh, the effect on the show? Oscar viewership was 15.36 million sets of eyeballs watch this 56 percent up from last year when about like nine million people watched I, I, I would i would be curious to see what when they dive more. into those numbers how much it went up after he slapped yes, oh, slap. at two and a half yeah. hours in when that because, because yes how viral that went amongst yes. my friends instantly Every, everyone was this is like thanos he, it was the, the slap heard around the world. And yeah. that's also funny. You can look up like Australian and like you said, Japanese, where they don't censor anything. And you could hear the whole thing. You could hear. There's this guy. His name is uh, Moist Critical. <laughs> he's like Moist. a uh, he's like a YouTuber. Yeah. And one of the things that he does is he watches slap fights. <laughs> and I can't. I, I, I didn't think to watch his response on this. So I'm going to do that immediately Best after slap the show. Fight ever. So, you know, Chris Rock does not <laughs> press charges. So I feel like Chris Rock felt bad. Otherwise, maybe he would have pressed charges. I don't know if he well, felt bad. I think he's just no, like, I just think he was like, listen, uh, whatever. He's like, he, he knew that he looked good after that. Right. Like, yeah. he knew he handled himself the yeah. best possible yeah. way. He came out on top. Even so after he's like, you know what? Like, I'm going to ride this out. He's like, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to look like a bitch. Oh, my God. I'm not going to, like, press charges. I'm going to. He's already going to get lambasted the next day. He's got so. an hour of material for his next stand up special right there. Easily done. Uh, also, there are now deleted videos of Will Smith celebrating at the Vanity Fair after party, dancing to getting jiggy with it. His old music. With like the Oscar in his hand, let's say I don't. I don't mind that. Yeah, he's like I. I mean, did he have a bad night? He smacked the shit out of Chris Rock and won I an Oscar. It, Is it a I wash he, at that I point? I think he had to. He had to act in that last uh, acceptance. You think those tears were? Uh, yeah, that, that's, some, that's some acting tears. He is a good actor, so who knows? They are not going to ask like he for has, his, He's like, I got to get some sympathy now. I look like an asshole. They said they're not going to ask for his Oscar back, which a lot of people are saying, but they might suspend him from the Academy for a little bit or something. I mean, here's is. what I think, honestly. If if we're, if we're they really wanted to take this seriously, yeah. I don't think you asked for the Oscar back no. because it's, it's a performance it's for a that year. It's a separate issue, yeah. Right. But I do think you... you I don't think you can allow him to be back inside any Oscar event ever again. Yeah, that would be a suspension. I think you ban him for oh, life. Shit! Oh, I mean a shit. suspension. What are you talking about? That's, a suspension? You know, they're, that's what they're gonna do. You can't slap somebody. No. at an awards show. Yeah, I, unless <laughs> it's rehearsed. <laughs> like if you're rehearsing it and right, it's a fucking right, right. comedy bit or something. He's not sure. Andy Kaufman. The fuck. Furthermore, I would consider. I don't think I would do this, but I would consider any movie he's in not being allowed to be a movie. Oh snap! For life, forever! Wow, yes. that's crazy! Oh, wow. shit. You can't. You cannot slap a person on live TV for making a joke. That would because now he could never get nominated. The whole Oscar oh, thing. Also, wow. I don't want to like make it over. I don't want to blow this up to be like more than what it is. Right. But there was some comedian that was like, at what point, like. Think about us now as comedians, and we right. can make jokes, and we can have an actor slap. But like, what about Joe Schmo now in the audience? Right. Like, it's being made for, for being fat. Can comes you, on stage and slaps me but, in the face. Listen, tell me this is not idiocracy coming true. Can you imagine a world where you could oh, just walk up to any comedian who makes fun of you and just smack the shit out of him? Yeah, and imagine okay. they make you jump out of a trampoline. You have to tell comedy <laughs> behind a chain fence so people can't fucking 
you're in like a cage so they can't get to you and you tell your jokes from there. Yeah. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. Public, public embarrassment and you can just beat up whoever did it. It's oh great. Oh, my God. A- anyways. What <laughs> that was fun, though. Wow. 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 What the fuck? What a memorable event. I don't. Well, let's. We're over that. Can we get it out of our system? People can talk about this for a few more days. I want to talk about the next most egregious moment in the Oscars, and it was their fucking fan polls. I did not know that they were doing a Twitter fan poll for t- top five Oscars cheer moment. Okay. Uh, and winning, beating out the moment from Spider-Man No Way Home where three Spideys swing together, beating out Avengers Assemble scene from Avengers Endgame, beating out the Neo bullet time dodging bullet scene from The Matrix and the scene from Dream Girls. The winner of the Oscar Twitter Bowl for top cheer moment, Zack Snyder's Justice League Flash entering the speed force the fuck? The, who was cheering this movie wasn't even in the theaters no there was no fucking cheering i wasn't other cheering people. i didn't cheer when this fucking shit happened no this is this is proof that twitter doesn't mean shit yeah i was i was just gonna say that uh this is why you don't allow the fans to vote on they, any yeah, awards they turned this into the people's choice awards and the Zack snyder fans fucking totally control this like QAnon controls the fucking election the, also the second <laughs> it, one it's such a funny that is a funny point in run I'm going to reiterate it is that the movie wasn't released in theaters so who knew that cheering? anyone was cheering yes how yeah. do you know if people were cheering that's, that's, an, awesome. that's an embarrassment on the Oscars part and then with the first you know then they 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 told us they're going to do Oscars fan favorite award hashtag and uh you know this- I didn't they fuck up from the get-go by putting a yeah. movie in that wasn't in theaters? Yes, they did. And I thought this would be a perfect place for Spider-Man No Way Home to win. Uh, clearly, I didn't vote enough on the Twitter poll. So this one, again, Snyder fans coming out large, beating Spider-Man No Way Home and Cinderella that was actually winning for a while and tick, tick, boom. Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead that came out on Netflix also did not come out in the theater. So, wow. <laughs> wow. If these, Snyder, what a fucking disaster. if these Snyder Twitter fans could actually use their power for good instead of well, something made, fucking mundane. They made the Snyder cut happen. They made the, how about you end a war or something or stop homelessness or I don't know. You could get together and do this. How about you fix the whole Oscars next year? Man, I should. If I don't watch next year, maybe a fight will break out. That's what I'm hoping. <laughs> Just a fucking Oscars rumble. So uh, uh, wrapping up, Dune wins the most Oscars. It really reminded me, just one quick thought on the Oscars. It reminded me of how like the MTV VMAs used to be back in the late 90s, early 2000s, where you'd have Eminem and like Moby getting into fights. Just wild shit. Yeah. Flea jumping on top of the 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 like structure while they're like trying to um, present an award or Kanye going up there and like taking taylor swift's moment that's what <laughs> there's this reminded also me of. the famous uh i think it was the source awards where like east coast and west coast rappers were about to fucking start shooting oh, yeah. at each other they were like you, a, calling about uh snoop uh Shook Knight was there and puff daddy yes and they were calling out uh east and then the, the shit was about to go all down. in the videos yeah yeah, yeah that was, that. so well, what's great about it is the oscars are supposed to be like the the creme de la creme of award shows. God, it was it was well, a the shit show. Are like a joke now because the Oscars. I mean, they've always had a little political bent to them, but they, for the most part, they were celebrating the art of film, right? And now it's not a cel- it's celebration of other stuff, and it's fine. But like, it becomes you see that it's like. These same people, like, like, oh, we need to protect the environment, but then they had get on these planes, like the private planes, and like, 
You know, they mm-hmm. they don't live by what they say a lot of the time. They just kind of say shit to you oh, know, yeah, yeah, for brownie points. Yeah, so, some of them speeches yesterday. Ugh. There was some historical moments, like uh, the girl from West Side Story, who's openly queer, uh, you know, person of color, winning supporting actor, actress. The supporting actor guy that was... Uh, oh, Troy Kotsur from the CODA. The hearing disability. Yeah. First time. He, did you know he was also a Tuscan Raider on uh, Boba Fett show? He's one of the Tuscans. Oh, yeah. oh really? Yeah. <laughs> how, would, uh, how would we know that? No, we wouldn't know that at all <laughs> because you never saw their faces. You got, you got a deaf guy with a mask on. And then back-to-back female Best Director winners, Jane Campion uh-huh. following uh, Chloe Zhao. Well, they also did a, they did a cool... Th- it was so weird, though. They did a cool yeah. thing where they brought back... Um, Pulp Fiction. I saw that. Yes, yeah. uh, yeah, the Sam Jackson, Pulp and, yeah. and Uma Thurman. They had fucking yeah, an honor what? for the Godfather. But there was all like that was all post Will Smith. Yes. So all I was thinking about is when's Will Smith going to get What is he, he going to say anything? But it, the, you know, before it even began, they were getting a lot of shit about cutting out like they the craft awards. awards, a lot of awards that were given before. So they did that. And instead they give us Amy Schumer and a fucking Spider-Man outfit hanging from the ceiling. Like these bits that some of them were funny. Uh, and even when Will Smith was giving his best actor speech, did you watch that live? They put his logo up and like, they were trying to cut to the, the Williams sisters, but the light wasn't on. And then, they just had the Oscars logo while he's talking. The production, the directing was a little bit of a shit show. I think everyone got frazzled after the slap. Oh, yeah. Didn't know what yeah. buttons to push anymore. Like, ah, <laughs> what do we do? Ah, I don't know. He's he a train somewhere. wreck. Yeah. What a fucking. But wow. Fun TV. I didn't even watch it, but I heard so many people trashing it. I'm, it's, it's uh, what you're saying, saying right now is just blowing my mind. Some classic Oscars. Never be forgotten. Listener, let us know what you thought. Join the conversation. We have a fun Facebook group called Jock and Nerd Nation. There's a, there is a link in the show notes. Nerd. It is closed, exclusive for you to geek out in with all the other listeners and us. Lots of fun. Join it now. We can share your comments. We'll share them later in the show. All right, let's move on. Okay, enough. We're done with that. Whew, I had to get that out. This is one of the things that well, I'm glad I have a podcast when shit like this happens. Let me tell you. I'm like, oh, I know what we're going to be talking about. <laughs> now I got it out. Let's move on to this other crazy thing. Uh, Matt Reeves releasing a five-minute deleted scene from the Batman, the one we heard about, where Battinson goes to visit the Joker in Arkham Asylum during his investigation to stop the Riddler. And you get a pretty good look at Barry Keoghan, Keoghan as the Joker. Uh, I have a lot of mixed thoughts about this. Anthony, let's start with you. What did you think about the scene? Was it necessary? And what do you think about this Joker? Uh, I thought it was okay. Uh, the The look, first off, is the look, right? So he's got... He is burned up to shit or something. No, I th- Matt Reeves went and described that he's had this physical condition. Oh, right. Since a kid that's basically given him a permanent smile. And he look, his, his whole worldview is that life played a joke on me mm. by making me look like this. So he's got... It's it's not scars that he's been given by, like, himself. Oh. It's like, uh, physically, something is wrong with oh. him. Um, as far as the scene, I mean, I'm glad it's not in the movie because it just would have completely derailed yeah, not what necessary. already was a three-hour movie. Did not need to be in the movie. As far as the performance, it's better than Leto. Um, well, anything's better than worse <laughs> Joker, Jared Leto. I, I, I think... Um, I I just I'm not I'm still not completely sold on bringing back the Joker. It's nothing against Barry Keegan or whatever mm-hmm. however you say his name. Mm-hmm. I think it. I think the interpretation is fine. But I'm just not all that excited about seeing the Joker again this soon. Okay, 
I liked kind of how the scene was shot where he's out of focus for a, a long oh, yeah. time and then slowly you get parts of him in his focus. His fucking mouth and teeth are disgusting. It reminds me a lot of like Brian Azzarello, Lee Bermejo version of the Joker, the way he yeah, paints yeah. him, you know? Um, and the laugh isn't bad. I can see people saying, you know, it's kind of like a Heath Ledger impression, but Heath Ledger is doing Joker like he's doing Joker. Uh, he sets it apart from the Joaquin Phoenix Joker. I, I had the scars and the, the the prosthetic makeup was was creepy. His knuckles are all bloody. His hair's all fucked up. Uh, it was fine. The scene, the scene should have been cut out. And I'm happy with just the little tease we got instead of this. But I don't know. Rugs, what do you think about this Joker? I don't know. I'm not quite into it. I see where it was going. First of all, the movie itself was so uh, aping seven. Right. And then this scene is so aping Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, it's very Hannibal Lecter. And when and she I was just like, that's yeah. kind of like super derivative. And I was like, expected more from Matt Reeves. I don't know that just that without the the Joker prosthetics and the performance, just just the concept of the scene. Um, I didn't like then on top of that, um, I'm not sure I like the performance. Okay. Um, I don't even, I didn't, I'm not even sure I like the relationship that they have with each other. So that was uh, another interesting thing to bring up. It seems like they, a year ago he put him in because he mentioned something like, oh, one year anniversary, huh? And come to see me. So they clearly have tangled before. Did he do this to him? I guess not. He was always like this. Yeah, I just didn't, but it just didn't really do it for me. It was fine, like, whatever, but like, I was like, there's so much. I think there's better ways to handle this. Like, you know, when you don't have chemistry uh, with two actors, you just right. don't have it. It didn't have that chemistry for me. It didn't have that. Yeah, yeah. yeah it didn't I would really agree with you there. There's, there's not a lot of, there's not a lot of fireworks coming no, out of that scene. It was just okay, and it was kind of flat. Uh, so, it's, I mean, they cut it for a reason, right? What, like, yeah. I, I'm surprised that even they even released it after. But like, do you want to see this Joker? That's I think that's the most important question. Mm. Like, are you now wanting to see this version of the Joker? Like, I don't. I was, I'm no. I'm ambivalent. Yeah, I wouldn't say no. I'd say I'd actually ambivalent. Like, it could, it could happen. It could not. I wouldn't care. Like, I I would probably advise them to maybe tweak it somewhat. How would you tweak it? I don't know. Well, now that this, they should have never released this scene. Yeah, it's weird that he goes and releases this deleted scene. It's very strange. At that point in the movie, you didn't see enough that you could probably get away with tweaking it a little bit. He didn't say enough to really um, establish a persona. Yeah. So you could like, okay, you know, we kind of handled it in this, in this way where it, it doesn't really suit the Joker. The Joker's way more flamboyant. The Joker is kind of way more intimidating in uh, like there was intimate like the makeup does all the work in this. Right. Yeah, it really does. But yeah. So in Heath Ledger's performance, it was more intimidating because you can kind of see like his, his like whole his whole like philosophy is like always oozing out of his pores. Yeah. Of like how he wants to burn everything down and he's just like done with everything. And you don't really get that. So I feel like them putting the scene out now, it just it was unnecessary. And now it kind of paints them into a corner. Yeah, it's a, definitely sets an expectation now. If you if, if you've 
if you've seen the scene and you like it, you know that's this is what you're gonna want. Yeah, if they change it, you might get upset. Now they can't pivot, so they're, they're yeah. they've locked themselves uh, in. Here. Somebody on the internet pointed out an interesting detail is when he gives him the pile of papers. There's like three paper clips, but when he gets it back, there's only two paper clips. Hmm. So setting up like how maybe he's gonna escape or use it as a weapon. Uh but yeah, it's uh it's a Joker. And maybe you hold off on this Joker for a couple of movies uh, before. Use other, some other people. Use some other people. Here, wait. Let me let me read the the quote he said about yeah. uh, his his um, scars. Just real quick. Reeves said, "It's like Phantom of the Opera. He has a congenital disease where he can't stop smiling. And it's horrific. His face is half covered through most of the film. It's not about some version where he falls into a vat of chemicals and his face is distorted, or what Nolan did, where there's some mystery to how he got these scars." What if this guy from birth had this disease and he was cursed? Yeah. He had this smile that people stared at that was grotesque and terrifying. Even as a child, people looked at him with horror and his response was to say, okay, so a joke was played on me and that was his nihilistic take on the world. Jeez, by that account, I should have grown up into a supervillain. So all those scars that he has over his body is not from getting beaten it's not, up? It's totally, it's a different take? No. Yeah, he just so has scars on his body for no apparent reason. He's got a disease, like a skin disease. Going bad on. eczema. Listen, that was me yeah. when I was a kid. People were staring in horror of my vitiligo spots. I didn't turn into the Joker. I should have. Well, because well, you didn't have the, the nihilistic take that a joke was played on you. You said, where's the weed? <laughs> well, not when I was fucking 10. Jesus. Yeah, should, that's what happened. Then, that's why you grew six, up the way like, you were. Where's Someone the- gave you weed at 10. Someone, I should not have smoked that joint in the <laughs> kindergarten playground. That's the problem. Drugs will send you downhill, kids. Remember that. Uh, <laughs> but that's interesting because it's also like Joaquin Phoenix's Joker kind of he played like he had a medical condition where he could, couldn't stop laughing. Yeah, he couldn't stop laughing, but it was just more. They also a, played it where he was hitting the head as a kid. Oh, that's right. Okay. 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 So they do. I mean, they do all these different takes with the Joker. I'm it, not completely opposed to it, but I mean, it, it was not excited. Yeah, it was. I just I thought it was cool. The out of focus I, I, I thought cool. it was. I, I agree with the rug. I thought it was odd that they released the scene. Yeah, it's very strange. Okay, moving on to the story about the She-Hulk TV show on Disney+. Plus. Rugs, I saw you tweeted about this as a rumor, but then this pops up on comicbookmovie.com. Apparently, uh, the, the show, quote, is not shaping up to be very good, is what the rumors are uh, because of creative differences. This is coming from Jeff Snyder, who used to be work for Variety and Collider on his podcast, he says, I've not heard good things behind the scenes. And they're saying She-Hulk is the one that could be a problem. You know, we know that she's going to do these fourth wall camera breaks, kind of like Deadpool. There was that weird 70s scene. Could this show be a mess? Is the CGI not working? Um, uh, this is one's going to be interesting. Is this going to be the first like big miss? What do I, you think I was always means? skeptical of this show because, yeah, when they said it was going to be Ally McBeal, like, uh, I was like, oh. We already did that. <laughs> yeah, it's called Ellie McBeal. He's just adding a big green yeah, person. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. Like when I think of She-Hulk, I the first thing that rings out of my mind is in her doing court cases and, you know, uh, doing Do you think superhero comedy? law. Do you or, think comedy at all? No, I think. Well, there was a there was a time when John Byrne did the run that she broke the fourth wall and there yeah. was comedic elements to it. Obviously, there was it was very you no. Know, it wasn't like a hundred percent serious. 
But I mean, there was also action and there was also adventure and there was also uh, a little bit of politics thrown in there. So it was a little bit of everything. Um, And uh, later on, She-Hulk becomes more of an action figure. You know, she becomes more of like, you know, part of the Avengers and A-Team and all those other things or A-Force, whatever you want to call it. Um, So she's integral to like a lot of these adventure stories. And so for the bulk of She-Hulk, it's not really the John Byrne run, even though that was seminal. Uh, I don't know. It's just weird. Like, I don't know what the show is. I haven't seen it. But I think if if, if people in Marvel are, like, getting squirrely about it, that's something to worry about. Anthony, what do you think? This guy just making shit up to get uh, podcast listeners? Uh, I mean, we'll have to wait and see. Obviously, we haven't seen the show, as Ruggs mentioned. Um I mean, you don't often hear negativity come out of Marvel stuff like that. So definitely some cause for concern. The shows overall have been kind of okay. They haven't really been amazing. I think Moon Knight may be the best one. But didn't didn't, um, She-Hulk and Moon Knight start up at the same time? Uh, They were supposed to come out, like, I think it was supposed to come out before Miss Marvel or sooner. I don't know. Because we don't even have a release date for She-Hulk, so they got to fix it. So I'm saying. I think Moon Knight and She-Hulk went to production around the same time, and we haven't seen shit of She-Hulk besides, like, two little tiny little snippets. There's some promo art and a very short little teaser. Yeah, I think it's coming out maybe summer. Maybe Mm. maybe fall. Because, yeah, we we just got got Moon Knight this week. We got Moon Knight. For those of you listening, we that got today. today. Yeah, when the and then Miss Marvel over the summer, and then I would assume Miss Mar- um, Moon or She Hulk would be probably in the late summer, early fall. Yeah, the third, the third show for the year, if they can fix it. I mean, you. The counter argument is like when they were filming Guardians of the Galaxy, they're probably like, "Is this gonna work? Like, there's a fucking raccoon in a tree. What the fuck are we doing?" Sure. Uh, Anytime you're doing something, if they're going for something a little bit different, like maybe the Ally McBeal courtroom break the fourth wall like that is different than what they've been doing so maybe there is like like hesitancy amongst people that are in the production like wait a minute what this is not this is not necessarily in our lane like is this gonna work so we'll see i don't think i'm like super excited about she hulk yeah it's gonna be like hulk yeah but I, and i do like that abominations coming back um and ruffalo we'll will be in it and we may see charlie cox so there's a lot of things to look forward to but yeah this one's gonna have to win people over uh, listener, check out our T Public shop. You can buy some sweet Jock and Nerd swag, uh, T-shirts, hoodies, mugs, cell phone cases with Rock Boy's face or our logo, old logo, new logo. Great way to support the show and show your love out in the world. Show your love out in IRL. <laughs> there you listen to the Jock and Nerd podcast. Jockandnerd.com slash shop. We'll get you there. Link in the show notes. I will tell you, I am super geek boner excited for Moon Knight that is coming out the day this show posts. That shit looks fire. I I think it may be one of the better shows, uh, you know, up there with WandaVision that we're going to get from Disney Plus. A lot of people are excited. I'll tell you what I'm not excited about now because officially the Internet's early reactions have now told me everybody hates Morbius already. Has, the movie hasn't even come out yet. More so than they hate Chris? Uh, well, I don't know. Everybody hates Chris, <laughs> especially uh, Will Smith hates Chris. I don't know whose side, uh, Team Chris, Team Smith. What side are you on, listener? Let us know. Uh, but first reactions have continued to say uh, one thing. Worst post credit scene ever. And the plot is a mess and it's worse than Venom. And now I'm like, 
Usually I'm in the bag for train wrecks, but like, man, I don't know. This might be like a chore to go see this fucking movie. It is. Well, we're reviewing it next we week. We are. Right? We'll be reviewing Moon Knight and Morbius next week. So I've already bought my ticket and I got wow. my. Seat. Did you need to do that? No, I, I didn't. It was completely wide open. Yeah, it was. It was all like blue. It comes out this Friday, right? Yes, I'm gonna oh, see it th- Thursday night. Thursday, actually. Thursday, yes. Friday, usually Fridays, but they always do the Thursday thing now. Thursday at 6 p.m. The movie out. They still, despite these negative early reviews, they expect the movie to open with 50 million uh, next mm-hmm. weekend. So we'll see. I mean, this movie's been delayed 25 times. Yes, seven times. Oh, well, there you go. And also, something weird, you know, you talk about spoilers. The director, I haven't read these, but I have this article if you want to look at it, Anthony. The director apparently has gone on record and spoiled the post credit scenes. There was something, I didn't read it, but he's apparently has told people what it is, which is also a really weird thing to do before a movie comes out. I feel like Matt Reeves spoiled some shit, too, before the Batman came out. Like, I don't know if spoilers are a thing anymore. Like, they just don't care, even if you're the director of the movie. Like, I just think I think they just don't. It's not that they don't care; it's just they can't fight it. Well, yeah, you can't fight it. Well, like, is it spoilers if you're just talking about shit that you know it's in the movie anyway because no. it's Batman and no, uh, this right. is what happens in a Batman movie, right? So, not really. It's like there's Jedi's in this one. Oh, oh shit! Spoilers. No, I, that's I didn't a spoiler. Know that. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you tell me that? So, uh, level of enthusiasm, you guys going? What do you think the Morbius? Uh, you know, you, I, don't I, know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't <laughs> see this movie in theaters if we weren't reviewing <laughs> sure. it. Sure, the fact that it's worse than the Venom movies has me very concerned because at least those are kind of fun and silly and stupid. It's going to be something I wish I watched at home, but you know, <laughs> whatever. I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be the worst movie you've ever seen. I don't think it could be as if it's. Like Venom is so batshit crazy and like oh my I was like eye rolling a lot during that second Venom movie. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to be doing that. I'd just probably be more bored or ambivalent. See, as I, I, want it, I want it to be at least bad, funny, like something we can have fun talking about, and I want to see unintentionally. Yes, funny. yes. I, I think it's just going to be like anticlimactic. Yes, it's going to be a <laughs> wet fart. Yeah, I do want to see which Spider-Man, how they're handling, because he's like, he said on Twitter, like, you'll find out about Spider-Man or something very soon. I'm like, okay, what, what how are you, you going to fuck this up? They're going to fuck this up. It's Sony. So, yay, join us next week for that glowing I don't think review. there's just much to fuck up either. I don't think there's just, well, that's surprising. No one was really asking for this yeah. movie, and it's now being made. And But then at least make yeah. it well. They didn't even do that. They barely yeah. put anything behind it. Jared Leto just can't catch a break. He he's he plays the worst Joker, and now apparently he's playing the worst Marvel character ever. Just can't fucking. He needs to put on a fat suit like in Gucci to get any kind of praise. <laughs> Poor guy. I feel bad for him. I think he'll be all right. I think he'll yeah, be fine. <laughs> I think him and his millions of dollars yeah. should be fine. All right, and his fifty million do- or fifty year old ab body. Yeah, him looking right. like he made a deal with the devil. He may be a real vampire. How do you look like that at 50? Jesus. Uh, Anyways, let's take a quick break here. Play some promos. And we got another Patreon-sponsored, listener-sponsored review of a Disney movie right after this. After these messages, we'll be right back. 
Was A Quiet Place inspired by signs it comes at night in War for the Planet of the Apes? Was Ready Player One influenced by Avatar, Wreck-It Ralph, and The Last Starfighter? Is the Hurricane Heist more influenced by Sharknado or Geostorm? These are the kinds of questions my guest co-hosts and I discuss on my podcast, Piecing It Together. Every week we look at a new movie and try to figure out what other movies inspired it. Whether it's the story, the character development, tone, or even use of music. Every movie was influenced by something that came before it, and we want to figure out what. Check out Piecing It Together on your favorite podcast app or check us out on piecingpod.com. You can also follow us on social media at piecingpod. Piecing It Together is a part of the All Points West Podcast Network. Do you like superheroes? Do you like movies, television shows, and comic books? Do you like listening to a guy rant about these things for hours on end? Well, then you're in luck because you need to check out Pod Capers, the official podcast of a place to hang your cape. Featuring me, Scott James Meridue, we'll be talking about a variety of geek and nerdy issues, joined each week by a rotating panel of guests that will try to contain me. Jokes on them, I cannot be contained. So please, join us on Pod Capers, the official podcast of A Place to Hang Your Cape, where superheroes go to relax, but I never do. Cue the music! Listener, if you've been enjoying the show, we just celebrated our seventh anniversary last week. We've been doing this every week for seven years. If you've been enjoying it, support the show. Visit our uh, fan club, jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. Jockandnerd! We'll get you there, and you can support the show on a monthly or annual basis, and you get cool stuff like bonus content you get an rss feed that has bonus content shows come out early anthony you put out two uh great little review slash reactions for some 80s action movies that you can listener can hear right now yep beverly hills cop and big trouble in little china as promised from last show when we talked about what are you watching rugs i want you to review his review real quick i think uh, i didn't listen to beverly hills cop i listened to big trouble little china (laughs) i thought he was right on the money oh there you go rugs enjoyed it yeah. You, get, you get points. Like he got a it. People, a lot of people really like that movie, though. I, I liked it. I just didn't really, uh, well, really like it. You watched it now. That's yes, that's yeah. the one. That's it the now difference. Is different. Uh, yeah, watching it now is different. If you were like twelve w- years old, you would have been like, "Oh, this <laughs> is some crazy ass shit." There's a dude exploding. You know, <laughs> yeah, that is a weird fucking movie. To watch it now. Mm-hmm. It's, it would be a weird experience. It would just be like a weird, without any nostalgia attached, it would be weird. So, I like that we've exposed Anthony to all these movies we loved as kids and had him watch them now as an adult I got one later for, Yeah, I got one later for what are we watching that I'll, oh, oh, that I'll, I'll, I'll mention, okay. that I will review. Okay. I'll do a review eventually, but I will give my early thoughts on it, Okay, having oh. watched it now. <laughs> okay. Can't wait. As opposed to back in the day. <laughs> All right. Can't wait for that. Uh, uh, if you sign up for our Patreon, you also get access to our Discord, private Discord server, where we do monthly geek hangouts. We had one last week. Both of you fuckers forgot or knew or I forgot to remind you. It was all of the above. It was everything. Yeah. Yeah, everybody Sorry. fucked up. But listen, shout out to everyone who showed up. It was a lot of fun. Uh, new patron, Trenton Smith, showed up. Whoa. Uh, so we got to meet Whoa. him. And, you know, your usual shout out to Wes Cranford and Daryl Kay and Jose Ibarra. Dope Pope was there. Oh, uh, my God. Fun conversation. The next one, if you want in on that, the next one is Thursday, April 21st. 
8 p.m. I guess I should put this in my calendar. Put it in your calendar every week. I'll try to be better about reminding you as it gets closer. I was just asleep. Well. I could have totally <laughs> come, Imran. Rugs is old. I know. Woke me up. Yeah. Well, how am I supposed to wake you up from here? Yeah, call the phone. Well, I guess I could have done that. <laughs> I forget the phones can call, too, sometimes. Uh, and another thing you get to enjoy is a tier called the You Pick It tier, where oh. you, you can force us to watch and review any movie, and we will watch it oh. and review it either on the Patreon feed or on the main feed. Uh, we're going to fulfill another one of those orders right now, right here. But sign up, jockandair.com slash Patreon, if you want your movie reviewed. This week's movie review, sponsored by uh, listener, Patreon supporter, Matthew Lawrence. Whoa. 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 Obligatory. That Matthew Lawrence, yes. His hair is still amazing. This is his second pick. We've already done for him The Greatest Showman, which you can listen to when you sign up for Patreon. It's on the Patreon feed. His second pick is the Disney animated feature Big Hero 6 from 2014. Here's your spoiler alert. Strap yourselves in, you fucks. Spoiler time. This is kind of a movie that flew under the radar. That Anthony, did you even know this movie existed? I did. Oh, you I knew it existed. Okay. I just never watched it. Okay, it's loosely based on an obscure. It's an obscure movie based on an obscure Marvel comic series uh, called Big Hero Six, created by those fellas, Man of Action. Remember those guys? Yeah, Man of Action is like. Is that like a pseudonym for like a bunch of guys that write stuff? It's two guys, Stephen T. Siegel and Duncan Rolio go by the name Man of Action. And uh, you may remember they were involved, did a lot of animation. Ultimate Spider-Man, they're responsible for that. Gross. Yes, they're also (laughs) responsible for the show that replaced Avengers Earth Mightiest Heroes, which was awesome with Avengers Assembled, which was not as good. Yes. So they are responsible for that era of Marvel animation and some comics. Uh, the first appearance of Big Hero 6, Sunfire, and Big Hero 6, number one, in 1998. And interesting to note, this is the first Disney animated film to feature Marvel Comics characters, as Disney had bought Marvel a few years earlier in 2009. And they were looking around to make a movie, and they dug this out of somewhere. And uh, first Marvel, Marvel uh, characters in a Disney movie also goes on to win Best animated feature Oscar. Speaking of the Oscars in 2014 or 2014. There you go. So it is an Oscar winning movie on Rotten Tomatoes. I believe this thing is at 90%. I, the reason I'm not sure 100% is that Rotten Tomatoes is undergoing maintenance and it's not showing scores at the moment. But Ooh. in the Google cache search results, if you look it up, 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. The movie was made for an estimated budget of $165 million. It opens to 56 million domestically, but finishes worldwide $657 million. Wowzers. This is a pretty good, uh, it's a pretty good return. I would consider that a box office success and a commercial success, as I think the critics also liked it. Uh, This movie stars the, it's directed by Don Hall, Chris Williams, starring the voice talents of Ryan Potter as Hero, the main character, Scott Adsit. As Baymax, you may know him from uh, Parks and Rec, real funny guy. Ooh. You also got Jamie Chung in there, TJ Miller from Silicon Valley, Damon Wayans Jr., Daniel Henney, Genesis Rodriguez, James Cromwell from Babe. That'll do, pig. And Alan Tudyk, Maya Rudolph, both great, hilarious people. Alan Tudyk's great at voices, does lots of voices. 
Who is he playing? He Alan Tudyk is playing Alistair Cray, the guy who, oh, okay. the other yeah, scientist yeah. guy, not Callahan, right? James Cromwell. Yeah, who's Maya Rudolph? The aunt. Maya Rudolph is cast the aunt. Yes, her aunt, mm-hmm. his aunt that they stay with. Maya Rudolph. Who would have thought on Jock and Nerd we were talking about Maya Rudolph two weeks? Yes, in a row. Idiocracy, and now she's in this movie again. I personally have met Scott Adson. Oh, you have. What's he like? Nice guy. Yeah, like he loves comics. And the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, he's really funny. He uh, looks like a homeless dude, but he's really funny. <laughs> uh, and then you have Tadashi. So Tadashi and Hero, your main characters, Ryan Potter, Daniel Heine. Uh Anthony, what happens in Big Hero 6? Big Hero 6 is about this teenager in an amalgamation of San Francisco and Tokyo. Yeah, San Francisco. How do you say it? San Francisco. San Francisco. Yeah. San Francisco. Who is uh, super into robotics, genius kid, has a brother that's also a genius. Brother wants to get him away from the streets and into school, convinces the kid to get into school. Tragedy happens to the kid while he's about to get into school, and he's left without a brother. But he is left with his brother's invention, which is this Baymax robot that is meant to help people and cure people, and they have an adventure. And there's a little bit of a, a mystery behind why his brother died, and it's not as uh, accidental as it seems. And Baymax and the and the kid hero help uh, figure that out, or go and figure that they out. Form kind of a superhero team by the end of it, and go through a superhero journey. Well, what, that that's unclear to me. Yeah, the accident. Hmm. It is. A, it is. A, I, I I was also a little unclear. I read a review, or I read something where. Callahan staged the accident so he could steal. If we're just jumping into it, he could steal the microbots, but he didn't realize that Tadahashi would just run would in, run there. in to save him. Right. Yeah, and I mean that moment. Like, I think the movie is beautifully animated. Does a good job of getting you into the characters, and then hits you with this emotional death, like pretty early on. You're like, oh man, but it is something like every superhero has their tragedy moment. They lose someone. And kind of send him on a path. But yeah, it also sets up the mystery. Cause did let's just get to the twist. Did anybody see that coming? Or uh did did you figure it out? Or I initially I was like, I thought what the movie was it telling me. It had to be either one of them. There wasn't enough there wasn't enough breathing room for yeah. anything else to be there. Could you know, have been like, Tadashi though. That would have been a weird twist. If it was his brother that did everything? Yeah. That would that, I never thought that. I, I never no thought of that. that. I never that, thought that would have that would have really stripped away the the character development. I I knew I had a very strong feeling it was not Cray. Well, that was it was too obvious. It's the right. Hollywood formula. It's like everybody that you're introduced to uh, that even as a, a a benign person is probably the bad guy. Like that's just how they do every movie. So it's like it only could have been two people. Unless it was his dad or something that that came back from the dead or something or, like, or wasn't really dead. Or, or yeah, or, somebody we didn't meet at all. Or like yeah. maybe he got, you know, whatever. So like that was the only, but they never really alluded to that. So uh, I was like, no, it's got to be one of these two guys. Um, what did you think of the movie? Yeah, let's well, back enjoy- up big picture. Anthony, what did you think overall? Any funny moments? Did it work for you? Favorite moments? Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a really pretty well executed movie. It's, it's. Slow. It's pretty formulaic in terms of all the beats it hits, but they they execute everything so well. And uh, right away, you know, Tadahashi is is a character that you you 
you maybe you don't fall in love with him, but you're just like, oh, this is a good guy. So when he dies, you kind of feel that, and you meet Baymax, and Baymax has the relationship. You know, the, the movie revolves around Baymax and his relationship with Hero, yeah. and they're doing the whole. You know, it reminded me of Terminator Two, John Connor, yeah, the robot, yeah. or Protector. Iron Giant yeah, yeah, mixed with yeah, Incredibles. Yeah. You know, it's it's that whole thing where the the sentient the 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 robot is doesn't completely understand human emotion, but is trying to help. And they, you know, they fluff up the robot a little bit and make him like a balloon. So, you know, it, it's, they change it a little bit, but it's that whole thing. And that if when well executed, that works well every time. I think it's just a very well executed movie. I liked it. It hit, had some very strong emotional beats, had some fun action. Not necessarily a, like, a, not a, I wouldn't say a fan, but the, the team thing kind of came out of left field yeah. for me. But yeah, a little force, it, maybe. You know, just I didn't really know those characters. Right. So, other than the when they first introduced them, I did like that they introduced them with their inventions and that, that was a part great of their scene. Yeah, the meeting the team scene was fantastic. I thought. Yeah. So, I mean, overall, it's a, it's a it's a it's a fun movie. You can poke holes in the plot and all that. Like, Craig definitely should just be in jail for sending Callahan's daughter to like the Netherworld. Oh my god, for, into a portal no to nowhere. Yeah. But overall, I mean, it's just a it's a fun movie. It reminded me of like what Pixar does. Um, yes. Yeah, I liked it. So the what's charming about this movie it has a lot of heart, and it, the action the action scenes are so well animated. But it has like the Disney style, and you add Marvel superhero storytelling, and then you add Pixar style rendering, and it's just gorgeous to look at. You know the details of San Francisco. Like the Golden Great Bridge with like the Japanese shapes and how they melt. Like that, it's so imaginative. Like you want to go there and fucking Baymax is. You just want to hug him. Like he's so lovable, <laughs> you know. And at first he reminds me a little. <laughs> he's, yeah, fist bump. <laughs> he's so cute. You just want to be friends with him. It reminds me first of like Hal Nine Thousand from Two Thousand One Space Odyssey, but he's not as frightening, obviously. But the physical comedy, like the scene where his batteries are low and he's acting drunk, like this is like John Candy, John Belushi type physical comedy, just brilliant, really well done. Well timed, Rugs. What did you think overall? I have uh, mixed uh, feelings on the movie. Like, first of all, I'm just want to say it's executed beautifully, just like you both said. Animation wise, it's great. Character design, all of that stuff, like top notch. Um, Absolutely, all of that's great. And even like um, the the performances, uh, Baymax, all the, a lot of those these concepts, like. San Francisco, whatever the fuck it's called. Uh, and the tech, great. too. The tech is pretty cool. Like yeah, the I think that the, the tech is pretty smart, and they they seem like they've at least tried to apply some kind of groundedness or some kind of, like, pseudoscience to everything, yeah. which helps, like, make it have more impact. I just do think that this movie moves so quickly, and you have no concept of time other than the time lapse of when the brother dies. Right. Like everything just seems like it's just happening. Like without like, you know, there's these people are best friends and all of a sudden they're all like making costumes. And that same night they're going to find the thing. And then everything kind of just happens in that one span of one day. Then the relationships are like these forced relationships. Like you said, like they're really tight, but you, you don't, they need to, I feel like that they don't, take enough time to like let something breathe or show a passage of time or even like 
they have all these montages. There's a but, lot of montages showing but the guys at the time. I was going to say that. Yes. There's a lot of montages, but they're all like back to back. They don't, yeah. they don't really feel like that. Um, weeks and, and, and like they're always just showing him making the costumes. They're like, they, they should have intercut some more other stuff in there to kind of make it feel better, make it feel like more realistic or make it feel like you're believing this relationship a little bit more, but all when all things are said and done, it still did what it needed to do, right? It needed, you needed to get from a to B. So it works. It's just, I feel like I have no idea what San Francisco is, or I have no idea what, how we get there. I have no idea, like it's why this, are we- you know it's like an alternate universe where yeah. I think it's still where San Francisco is, but just uh, became uh, amalgam. I don't know. I, yeah, like it, I would like to know the story about that, yeah. just a little bit, an inkling of it, just like even because it's like and there's Japanese names. Some, the characters have Japanese yeah, names. You it know? feels like it, it feels like if America was was um, was colonized by Japan. <laughs> if we lost, you know, World and that's War a cool II, idea. Maybe that's what happened. Yeah, but like I'm just guessing. Like, why do I have to guess? Like, you can introduce that, you know, you know, idea in there. Uh, yeah, I think it all worked pretty well. Uh, it, it's I just the one of the most cringiest moments is when they call themselves the Big Hero Six at the end. Well, yeah, and they do the whole superhero <laughs> leap. Well, it it is weird. I, I will agree that that one of the nitpicks I would have is the fact that like Hero is I think he's probably 14 years old. Sure. He meets all these guys that are presumably in college, right? Yeah. So they're all probably maybe even in grad school. So they're all, let's say, eighteen to twenty-four. Yeah. And Baymax later on is like, "I need to call your best friends," and he calls these guys. He has no other friends. Like, there, there's no, there's no <laughs> chance those are his best friends. Like they've met him once. They know about Hero, but they're and I'm sure they would support him because his brother died and they were close to his brother. But there's no chance they were his best. Well, friends. but that's all. Uh, that's only who Baymax knows. Like he doesn't know anybody else. I guess. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I just, yeah. But you know, cool. I mean, yeah, so I guess that that's that's a thing. And then like these are all students that are again older than him, have been in school, have been inventing things. But Hero is the one that like refines all their inventions. Look, he's a badass. We learn in the opening scene. I love the bot fighting scene where he has that little robot and just fucking demolishes well, the other robot. I think that's a fun scene. Yeah. I think I'll, I mean, if we're just, this is me just picking this. Yeah, yeah. I think, uh, we do establish that he's a, like very, he's very much a genius, but we also establish within that first, when he goes to school, yeah. that there's things he just doesn't know. Yeah. And he's like, Oh, I have to go to here. Like, there's more to life than just fighting robots. Like, I have to go to school. Yeah. So, like, it's clear that there's people that are smarter than him that are going to that school. So then, for him to later to be refining all their inventions and being the one to like make it into superpowers, right? I don't know. That feels like a little off. It would be cool if they were working together more. Yeah, but it's just weird. Yeah. Like, she, the girl has those like floating anti grav wheels, right? She never thought of like putting them on her feet. That like she needed, he needed to. Or she could just do that. Yeah. Right? Or she doesn't yeah. need his. Like, he oh, could be like, she, oh, yes, let's use it yes. for his superpowers. And then she does. He it. goes around and fixes everyone. Cause I guess he's like into superheroes. I don't know. That's a good point. Like, why didn't they just do it themselves if you're thinking about the writing? So, this dude, the bad guy, he's Callahan. See, yeah. He sees. And he's not really the bad guy. I mean, he's not a bad well, guy. Well, he sees this kid's invention. Yeah. And instead of going, hey, dude, my daughter's like in the netherworld. Can, Can I help borrow me? this? Yes. It doesn't make sense for him He's to like, do I'm that. He's like, I'm gonna blow up the whole convention center, so kill can, a guy, so I can it can look like that guy stole it. And it, he's not even using the microbots to. 
He's just using them to rebuild his. Th- yeah, that's a little convoluted. Uh, yeah, it was just weird. It was. Just, it was a little like everything's kind of forced in this film. When the portal thing 100%. happened, I was like, "Whoa, this is about a fucking transdimensional portal." I didn't see this coming. It's, it's one of those things. Yeah, that, that's just completely thrown in there. Yeah, and then she's still alive. Yes, yeah, she's asleep in the thing the whole time. Uh, they they didn't explain that. They could have been like, "Oh, it's outside of space and time." Like, it, like if you know, months has passed here, but over there, it's only been minutes. Like something like that would have been cool. Um, yeah. So it just seems very forced. The thing that saves the movie is the relationship between Baymax and the kid, and how beautifully that's done. And um, yeah, I, I you can see that that's carrying the whole film, pretty it, much. Yeah, I agree. It's 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 it's. It's done so well, and the lines where he's, you know, are you satisfied with your care? Yeah. And even, like, the little lines where Hero's teaching him karate, he's like, I fail to see how karate helps me cure, you know, cure people. I fail to see how flying helps me. But, you know, their little interactions. And then one of my favorite scenes was when, when you know, they find out Callahan is behind it, and, and Hero goes red yeah. and makes Baymax go yeah, red. Yeah, he makes Baymax go bad. And everyone's trying to stop Amex, and you're just like, oh, like you want to see him kill the bad, like you want to see him get his revenge, yeah. but you're like, oh, not like this. Yeah. And it, and I've, I always like those scenes where they frame it where the bad guy's going to get his comeuppance, but then you're like, I don't want him to get hit, get it like that. Yeah, yeah, they do, and they that, do a good job yeah. of like they they do a good job of making you go. Oh, this isn't what Baymax is used for. Like he's not. He's this. Don't taint Baymax you by doing. You feel this. dirty immediately when you see Baymax go all murder. You're like, no, yeah. no, this is not Baymax. You can't. And Tadashi's just lost it, and is seeing red. Not Tadashi hero. I mean hero. Yeah, but I did love the Baymax flying scenes and like his his suit is pretty dope and the upgrades and the fact that he learns karate was great. Well, even that great death scene and then he oh the sacrifice in the portal yeah. is great. Well, that's Iron Giant, like all it's over. Very, yes, they do the same, but then they do the like the Dadashi is here, and you get the like the emotional clip oh, of Tadashi. Yeah. Tadashi is where, here, where, and then and you get the you get the that's the point where Hero realizes like his inventions shouldn't be for destruction because in the beginning, you know, his invention is that robot for destruction, and he's using Baymax for kind of like revenge. But he realizes from his brother, yeah. like his brother just kept going at it to make this they make this robot to help people. Yeah. And that's what Hero is like now kind of taking on that mantle from his brother. He's like taking on that philosophy of all oh, my inventions can do better than just yeah. destroy. Dash, so yeah, yeah. It's, it all works really well. Yeah. That, like some, A lot of those emotional beats, they've stolen those from other things. But oh, yeah. like those are timed honored things where if you execute those well, yeah. you, you make a good movie and people are going to be yeah, like, oh, I'm emotionally it's invested. It's a great formula. They used it really well. Yes. In spite of some missteps and a little bit of forced relationships and forced uh you know time passage i think yeah it works really well uh it's fun to watch it's a breeze it's not like that long it, it does what it needs to do and do you want to see another one of these would you want to watch a sequel well or do you think they've done enough well they've they've apparently they've done a show that none of us have now watched but sh- that's been around for what four years Yeah, there's like three seasons four seasons just ended like a year or two ago it picks up right after the movie and from or some of the reviews and comments I've read, it's apparently it's better than the movie. Like it enhances <laughs> it because there's time, but it's, I think it's 2d animated. It's like flat 2d, right? It's not going to be. Here. Oh, really? I think mm. maybe I'm wrong, but Baymax is also getting a new show in 2022, which will be a 3d rendered Baymax 
show on Disney Plus. And, and, you know, it's a great way to keep him alive, how he slips him the Tadashi, Tadashi's chip. And he finds it later and just makes another one. Of course, he make another one. I love him taping up his air holes. I thought that was like one of the funniest scenes in the cop there. It was just like you are, you are right by the way the big hero 6 animated show looks like it's 2d it's a 2d show the one that was on disney plus yes. for four or, years yeah disney xd or disney channel yeah, before disney XD, right yes before so it it was popular enough for them to make a tv series that and each season there's like three or four seasons there's 25 episodes each season there's a lot more 25. oh wow yeah Shit. there's a lot more fucking big hero <laughs> 6 I mean, I was almost tempted by the end to be like, I want to kind of see where this is going, but then I just didn't want to commit to another TV show. It's a lot of episodes, too. Like, I might check out three seasons, 56 episodes. Yeah, that's a lot. I might check out the first couple episodes. It may hook me in, but I did enjoy, like, you're right, the relationship between Hero and Baymax. You want to see more of that. I did love Fred, TJ Miller's Fred, I thought was hilarious because he was like, Shaggy. Yeah, what's the deal with his? Uh, you said there was a, a deleted, uh, not deleted. There's a, a post credit scene where, so you know, we learned how Fred, I never saw that. So what happens is, you know, the reveal in the movie how Fred comes from money and he takes him to their mansion. He's talking to the portrait of his father, and the portrait is a painting of fucking. It's Stan Lee. His father looks like Stan Lee. Yeah, it is Stan Lee. Of right, course. it's Stan Lee. So he touches the painting, and this door slides open, and there's a secret compartment with like superhero costumes and console, kind of like from peacemaker and then behind him his father comes stan lee voices his father and he's like we have a lot to talk about and 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 that was the post credit scene wow talking so, about wearing the underwear like yeah, forward the, or something right he has the underwear and he's like holding it up <laughs> but yeah there is a little little post credit scene with fred fred was funny yeah fred yeah i just remember that when they walk past the painting like that's stan lee yeah yes it was clearly stanley so, in, yeah. in the thing uh did you know that to create this san francisco they had to digitally build an entire city so they first bought assessor data for the city and county of san francisco right the final city they rendered eighty three thousand buildings a hundred thousand vehicles they used one software program to create 700 distinctive characters to populate the city, they used another software program to create 250,000 trees just for the trees. And then they had to invent a software that offered new lighting techniques. So you could have illumination through Baymax, kind of translucent light shining through him. But nothing like that existed. And they had to fucking invent a thing. But it it pays off. It fucking looks beautiful. Like it's such so beautiful to watch and look at. Yeah, it's very cool. Very cool film. I'm, I'm curious time. why I'm I'm with rugs. I'm curious why they chose the San Francisco kind of vibe. Like, what did they? I think if you just throw it in Tokyo, like it it accomplishes the same thing. I guess they didn't want to have it. Wouldn't be it'd be hard to explain like black guy there. at first i was just like this is like i I thought this was just all in tokyo i did i just (laughs) yeah at first you think it's just it's japan until they start saying san francisco uh i thought i saw something why they wanted they they kind of want to combine the two cultures i guess and i'm I'm hoping that if you watch fucking 25 uh episodes of the first season that they probably should touch on maybe they'll explain that (laughs) And if they don't, it's really not good. They got there's probably there's got to be lore available. That's all I'm saying. There's got to oh, be some lore. Here we go from the Wikipedia. The reason why Disney wanted to merge Tokyo with San Francisco was partly because San Francisco had not been used by Marvel before. 
partly because of all of the city's iconic aspects and partly because they felt its aesthetics would blend well with Tokyo. This is pre Ant-Man, obviously, when now that's in San Francisco and they didn't want to put it in New York. And they said it was based on an alternative history, which San Francisco was rebuilt by Japanese immigrants in the aftermath of the 1906 earthquake. Oh, but they yeah. never say that in the movie. There you go. But that's why they did it. That kind of makes sense. It's a solid movie. Here's my question, right? It is an entertaining, beautiful looking, solid movie. Yes, a little predictable in formula, but they do that well. It has a big third act action scene, but it's kind of also forgettable too. Like, why do you think this movie isn't bigger? Well, is it forgettable? I don't know. I don't know if it's that. For, I, I felt like after this movie, I remember being at stuff and seeing like people in the Baymax, ah, ah, like a costume. Okay. Like I remember being at a party and seeing someone at a costume. Oh, that must have been Baymax Halloween costume. 2014. Must have been. Yeah. Like, I don't think this is necessarily. And there, there's a TV show. They're still doing the Baymax stuff. Like, I don't know if it's like super, super prevalent around like everybody at all times but it's i think it's had a pretty decent run i guess i just don't remember I just, 2014 it being a big thing baymax is the only thing that really stands out yeah yeah uh, everything baymax, else yeah. is kind of uh very generic like you know honey whatever her name is and the girl with the things nothing really stands <laughs> the guy who, like the guy with blades on his, it's like that's what's like, all they're all kind of very generic uh you know there's n- so uh, baymax stands out because like he's like the gentle giant. You yeah, know? he's the standout well, character. It, it's a gene. It's it's. I think it's kind of genius too that they made Baymax like that. Yeah. Like they made him an inflatable yeah, soft thing. Yeah, and it's like oh, this immediately distinguishes him from every robot we've ever seen because yep. every robot we've ever seen has been metallic and yep. you know either sleek or gigantic. Can't hug never, it. Yeah. They, yeah, they yeah, wanted they've never huggable. done anything like this. Yeah, that's true. So I think they did a really good job. Like I'll disagree. I think they did a really good okay. job at making one character yep. something that's going to stand the test of time. It is a simple, beautiful design too. You know that shape is clearly you well, recognize yeah, it. Baymax is the standout, obviously. Yeah. Baymax yeah. is the thing that really seems to be unique. Yeah. Whereas every all the other characters seem to be very formulaic or very like generic. Um, they they could use they could use an upgrade. I liked when Wasabi screamed <laughs> like a girl. That was funny. Yeah. Which one was Asabi? Uh, the uh, the dude with dreads with the blades. Remember oh, he threw yeah, yeah, the, the right. container he, on him. He had wasabi one time. I or had something wasabi like that. one time, and that's his nickname. Yeah. yeah, honey lemon. Fred comes up with all the nicknames, yes. even though he doesn't go to that school. <laughs> Fred, his name is Fred. What was the girl with the wheels? Name? Honey lemon. No, no, that's the ball. Oh, go go, Jamie. Go-go. That was Jamie Chung. Go go. Mm. Obviously, go go. He's gonna go go. Uh, yeah, what did you think of the powers? So, like, the one girl has blades, the one girl has these gooey ball weapons, and then the blades are cool, the psionic blades. And, and there's a guy uh, who's, like, kind of like a, a kaiju furry. Oh, and then Fred is a kaiju That's furry. Fred. That's funny. He's going to jump high and breathe fire. Like, always in a mascot costume. Yeah. A little representation for the for the people who like to be in costume all the time. <laughs> They were clearly, you know, aiming at a, at a lighter audience yeah. with those, yeah. you know, very colorful. Like, if you look at what Big Hero 6 is in the comic, yeah. which I did after yeah. this, I was like, oh, this looks nothing like nothing like what they put in the TV show or on this movie. Oh, really? Um, it's more it's more realistic. No, is I it- mean, Baymax is like a like looks like a, a dragon or something. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Completely- you have to look at it completely redesigned the Baymax, which is good. It's a good redesign. Yeah. Baymax is like a green dragon. That's Green weird. Oh, that's Baymax? 
Yeah. Oh my god, he looks like Savage Dragon from Image. Yeah. That is weird. Yeah. Oh no, it's like and it's very manga inspired, you know, the they, the, the original yeah, they, comic. They took some things that was so obscure and they were like we can do something different. We're going to just do something completely different with this. Yeah, they definitely went a different way. Uh which I think it works for them and it's a fun movie and there's clearly Baymax fans. They're making a TV show. Okay, let's let's rate it. Matthew Lawrence, thank you for this pick. Let's rate it. And uh Matthew, why'd you pick it? Tell us that in the yes, comments. He, but yeah, that's a good one. Is this something you grew up with? How old are you? Let us know. Yeah, I don't think he grew up with this. I don't think he's that young. You don't think so? I don't think he's that young. Maybe. I don't know anymore. Is he 11 years old? I don't know anymore because I guess, yeah, if you were 11 in 2014, then God, I feel old. Uh, <laughs> Anthony, give it a number. Eight and a half out of ten. Oh, shit. All right. That's a good one, Rugs. The, the only reason I, I, I docked the points is is it's, it is very formulaic. It's something we've seen, but they execute everything really well. Yeah. And they created a character in Baymax that uh, is still popular to this yeah. day can be could be a timeless character rugs what do you think i feel like it's executed well it has a lot of plot holes and some form, really formulaic generic stuff um, i'll take it down a half point from what anthony has and give it a 7.5 that's a whole point oh is it you give it 8.5 yeah. oh right. seven point i'm uh, sorry mine's right in the middle <laughs> i'm gonna math. give it i wasn't paying attention you can't do math <laughs> I'm going to give it an eight, you know, despite the derivativeness. I love Baymax and the heart, the emotion, and the visuals suck you in. And it's a good ride. It's a good ride. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Yeah, spot it. Yeah, I mean, there's really, no, it's, it, as Ruggs said before we were going to review this show, review this movie, he's like, it's easy. It's good. It's easy. And it, it is. It's it's very digestible movie. Yeah. Give, it hits all the right emotions. Like, it's. Solid there's execution, not, yeah. When it when it's solidly executed, we can yeah. pick at it and stuff. But there's yeah. not really like you don't really need to chop it all up no. because at the end of the day, it, it accomplishes what it wanted to accomplish. It's not really meant to be. Uh, it's it's not highfalutin stuff. It's not really meant to be this like uh, Nolan fucking opera. It's like it's a fun movie. That's and all it's, it's meant you know, to it's be. It's going for a younger demo, clearly. Yeah. you know, and it's Disney, uh, Disney animation. So yeah. Solid movie, worth a rewatch. All right, let's do some news from the nation. It's time for news from, from the, the nation. nation. It's time for news from the nation. <laughs> it stinks. It stinks. It stinks. The Oscar <laughs> fart heard around the world. Somebody should fart during the Oscars. That would, I slapped that porn I stash. slapped that shit off. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to start with this comment from uh, Twitter listener Bob Brasky. Bob Brasky! Uh, he uh, has a comment from our last episode, Idiocracy episode. He okay. says, great last episode. I do need to say, though, as an educator, most students 5 to 14 are terribly behind on reading benchmarks. The pandemic didn't help when they can watch a video about stuff. That's what they're going to do. <laughs> okay. So he's kind of supporting my stance on idiocracy. Anthony, I just want to make that clear. Bob, get back in the classroom and teach <laughs> these kids how to read. I blame you. Is that Bob's fault? He also yeah. mentions uh, from that episode, he goes, the rabbit hole you two old fucks went down was almost some Paul Harvey shit. That's like, <laughs> that. wow, what a shout out to Paul Harvey. That's a good compliment. He's like, hitting your demographic, though. Would love to hear a jock in their take on some categories like the rewatchables. Ooh. Well, we could, uh, we could come up with our own categories. 
Sure. You know, like best holy shit, best oh shit moment. Oh best shit. geek boner moment. Geek boner. Something like that. Yeah. Uh thanks for listening, Bob. Uh okay, we got another great stuff that Ruggs laughed at in the eighties that he would <laughs> laugh at now, but really shouldn't be laughing at stuff <laughs> in a movie. Stuff that you laugh at now that makes you a little bit uncomfortable, uh, laughing at it now that you didn't before. Yeah, that's definitely a category. Uh, Justin Swerner throws another uh, group question out there for everyone. Uh, some group thought, some uh, thought, thought-provoking questions. Justin <laughs> says, you have an unlimited amount of French fries, but you can only choose one condiment. What do you pick? What do you pick? It's like speed. <laughs> what a pop quiz hotshot. I'll give you all the fries in the world, one condiment. Uh, while you guys think about it, I got some answers. Paul Bracamonte says, in this situation, we're not getting cute with the condiments, sticking with the fundamentals, Heinz ketchup. Oh, so he's shit. very specific on his ketchup. It's not Hunt's. It's not any off-brand. He's talking Heinz ketchup, okay? Well, he, Kelsey Carter, he likes the German. He likes, it's the best ketchup. <laughs> Kelsey Carter has picked mumbo sauce. I don't know what that is. Right, it's a, it explains it's like a sweet and spicy barbecue sauce native to the D.C. area. It's amazing. Ooh. Okay. John, Detective John Campbell, it's not a tumor, has said spicy ketchup. So it's getting specific there. Lisa Morrison, Canadian, mayo, no question. Oh, shit. All right. That's a, that's a pick. They do that up there. Uh, Bill okay. Salgado, Wendy's frozen ice cream. I like that one. You ever had fucking ice French fries dipped in milkshake? Oh, it's fucking great. Uh, Wes Cranford, for me, ketchup. John Bellotti Jr. had some questions. Okay. Our group admin had some questions. He says, how long do I have unlimited fries for? Like, do I have them in blocks of time? For example, if it's an hour, then I want ketchup for the first hour, barbecue sauce for the second, blue cheese for the third, and something lemony for the fourth. No, you... You get it for unlimited, but you have All one condiment. Yeah, you, you, don't, you, don't, you, you don't get blocks for okay, an hour. You what can't, are you talking no, you about? Can't, okay, Pilate, you can't space this out. <laughs> That's breaking the timeline. <laughs> wow. I'm going to go uh, honey mustard. Oh, honey mustard. Oh, forever? Like not the honey mustard. Not the honey mustard that they uh, that you get in the store, but the ones that you get at the diner, like the dressing. Oh, not like it's the kind McDonald's of like a more honey creamy. mustard. Okay, it's kind of like a creamy honey honey mustard that they give you at the diner. It's, you know what? I better. like that pick because you get the, the the savory hit with the su- sweet hit. You know, kind of a combo. You get that a little bit with ketchup. Anthony, what about you? What would you pick? I I gotta I gotta preface this. So I was a very picky kid growing up, and because I was a picky kid, I didn't really like French fries, and I didn't like ketchup. Okay. Right? Yes. Okay, so this is factoring into my decision. Even to this day. Okay. I don't really like ketchup all that much. Really? No, I okay. don't put ketchup really on anything. How are you on French fries? Right. French fries are fine, but since okay. I don't really like ketchup, I was always a mustard guy. Oh. No, but here's the thing. I I'm a mustard guy, but I think it's kind of gross to put mustard on fries. Okay. So, my pick would be buffalo sauce. I like oh, fries shit. with buffalo sauce. Oh, that, oh shit. that is I don't know if people really do that, but I do it all the time and it's all like hot sauce? No, like like the the wing sauce, the yeah, buffalo wing, wing sauce. Buffalo. It's a very yeah. specific flavor. Not oh. hot sauce. You can be hot, but it's buffalo sauce. It's like tangy. Tangy okay. is good. See, you need something. I think having ketchup all the time, I would get really sick of ketchup. Like, I know too a sweet guy who 
in England they put like vinegar on they do on vinegar fries. Yeah, they, yeah. like on your uh, fish and chips you put a yeah. little uh, yeah. vinegar, vinegar. Yeah, I do love like bad. I love the sea salt and vinegar potato chips like that's a great ta- oh vinegar might be a good but place. I've seen people put hot sauce on fries too hot sauce is not bad on fries I just prefer buffalo sauce if I had to pick you know what I'm gonna go I like um uh William Sal- Salgado's idea you need, ice cream? you need yes you need something sweet oh, to go with the salty <laughs> imran wants to die i want my diabetes <laughs> and my sodium to shoot up it's either that or honey mustard right. i don't know that's a hard it's another great question but it, like I, I figured this would be lottie i figured it was like ketchup or mayo like i figured or mostly ketchup i figured this was not much of a debate but no, the fact that it is a debate it, again i love these questions and the surprising answers our listeners put in here Great, great question. Run. Keep it you up. You put ketchup on your hot dog? No. Okay, good. Fuck no. You but see what's funny I is do. you can well, put. You, but you're not well, from here. Yeah, Jersey East Coast hot dogs are different. Yeah. It's ironic you could put chopped tomatoes on, but the ketchup is not right. right. Hey, wait a minute. So like hot dog, I'm not saying you put just ketchup, but you put ketchup and mustard at the same time, and like uh, other shit. Well, we put like, like uh, twelve things on our hot dogs. But yeah, like the relish all together. It's not just you never put just ketchup. Well, on no, I don't think I think even gross. putting ketchup at all at all is blasphemous here. You can't. You will get tossed out of the city. Well, it's like walking around with a Green Bay Packers jersey. They're gonna slap the shit out of your mouth. I think at Nathan's <laughs> they have um they have a uh, a ketchup is and mustard always on on the mm. on the main hot dog. But there's a place in Jersey, like you just mentioned, called Rutt's Hut. And if you ask for ketchup there, they'll fucking give you the stink eye. Oh, really? Mm, they yeah. must be Chicago. Oh, yeah. What about the Gray's Papaya? Is that still a thing? Yeah, it's still there. Gray's these are, Papaya. Yeah, it's these long, skinny hot dogs with nothing on it but, like, oh. ketchup. That's their style. Is, it's well, weird. this is good. We're going. But what what condiment is your favorite on a hot dog? If I, just not, one? Not, not, no, you can't just pick one. I'm not saying it's what, like... Which one do you like the most on there? Mm. Not saying that you would just throw it on there by itself, but which one are you like, man, that really tops it off? You know what? If you were doing the Chicago style salad dog, mm-hmm. I, I love the combination of like pickles and sport peppers. The sport peppers. I, I was going to say the sport peppers are really nice. That dish. is the oh, chef's kiss there. Rutt's Hut has their own relish, and I believe it's pickle and peppers combined. Mm. Or chili. Yes. And I was oh. going to say that chili dog yes. is fucking nice. Chili dog. That, that, have I you ever had a corn dog or a pretzel dog? I don't really like corn dogs. That corn much. dogs are okay. That's a state fair thing. Yeah. That's state <laughs> fair where you go to buy food on a stick dipped in other food. That's corn what happens yeah. to me. There's fair. too much fluff around the hot dog. Pretzel dog, though. Yeah. Mm. Pretzel, pretzel dog. dog never never had it, pretzel dog is bad. I don't think you pretzel dog is mustard. Mm. It's something I made up, but with mustard pretzel dog, you bake it in the pretzel dough like it's surrounding it. Oh. It's a combo. Yes. Oh, Our hot dog's a sandwich. <laughs> no, okay. absolutely not. This what is about the next cheese debate. dogs? What about cheese dogs? Ah. Cheese dogs are also very yummy. Here's my question. Why isn't you, you, somebody... Wait, wait, one more thing. Yeah. I've seen the hot dogs where they yeah. throw the, 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 the warm cheese and then they throw bacon over it. Oh, okay. That's You got me. That's good. Now I'm hungry. I need <laughs> someone to create a bun. We all want, now we all want to eat entrails of pigs. I think we need... And random parts. No, yeah. Vienna beef kosher Buttles. all the way. Kosher, halal, I don't know. How about a hot dog bun that can hold a double dog? Two grooves. So you got double cheeseburgers. You put two dogs next to each other. That's the bun's true. a little bit wider. You, you, I want that. That's weird that you don't really see the double dog. Right? Why not? 
Because you see a double hamburger all the time. Yeah, or even triple, quadruple fucking or steak Or what they shake. do is they do the dog where it's like the foot-long dog, but then the bun is not a foot long. It's not big enough. It's right, hanging right. off. You can't have the shit hanging out of the end. <laughs> Something that shit. You need the proper balance ratio of bread I'm, to dog. I don't agree with you often, but I'm with you on this. All right. Oh, my God. First there time. There needs to be a oh, better shit. bun for these dogs. All right, well, we can... We should do more of these uh, comparisons. <laughs> well, we've asked for weird questions, and this might, like, yes. so every week they give us something, and we just go riff on it, which is keep great. them coming, listener. Okay, let's finish up with what are we watching, Anthony? You teased it. What the fuck are you watching? I'm still on the '80s train. Nice. And at some point, we're going to do an '80s show. Yes, look a little quick little tease there. Uh, an '80s showdown. I watched the other night. And I was interrupted by actually the Oscars, but I ended up finishing it last night. I watched Top Gun. Oh, oh. shit. And I, I, I have seen Top Gun, but I really don't remember much of it other than the weird making out and sex scene in Top Gun. You can ride my wing anytime. Take my breath away. <laughs> yeah, take uh, my breath. Yeah. yeah, so I watched that movie. First off, I would say in the eventual 80s showdown, it does not count. I'm just saying that right now. It it's is not, not an 80s, 80s action. action. Oh. No, I don't think that's an 80s action. Oh, wow. I think it's an 80s movie for sure, obviously. Yeah. It's one of the most 80s movies, but it's way more leaning towards the drama okay. than like the traditional what we would think of as an action movie. The rug boy action. Gotcha. So yeah. I'll say that right off the bat. I did not like this movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. This movie is freaking... It is overly melodramatic Damn. and... Yeah. Man, there's a lot of weird shit going on in that movie. And Tom Cruise and Kelly McGinnis have no chemistry whatsoever. Other than, like, it's just being beautifully shot and there being fighter planes probably for the first time ever on screen, I do not see the appeal of this movie. How about that volleyball scene, though? That's very homoerotic. <laughs> also, <laughs> if you notice, Kelly, Kelly, what's Kelly McGinnis? She's yeah. dressed up, like, in a suit in one scene. Like, there's a lot of weird things going on in this movie. Well, yeah, there's... Without getting too much into Top Gun, she was actually they had to bring her back because she was filming another movie to like oh. sex it up a little bit. So oh. yeah, I did a little research, but yeah, oh. not not my favorite movie. All right, well, Tom they're... Cruise kind of. I mean, he's to, he's Tom Cruise for sure, but yeah. like not a, the most likable character. And just does he run in this movie? I forget. I no, he doesn't run. Oh, he doesn't run. He doesn't run. That's but why he, it's just not as good. He doesn't run. But I'll just take it to through a quick Tom Cruise segment in this movie. He does play beach volleyball yes. in jeans. Oh. And he plays beach volleyball in jeans, and because he's playing beach volleyball in jeans, he's <laughs> late. He leaves in the middle of the game, which he's like playing the rivals of like Iceman. Yeah. Him and him and Goose are playing Iceman and his guy. Right. And they're like just a bunch of dudes playing volleyball. Like and dude like dudes watching them play volleyball. Like it's like this like showdown, but they're playing volleyball. And he leaves because he's on a date. So he doesn't finish the game. And he shows up at Kelly McGinnis's house. And he's still like sweating from playing volleyball. And the first thing he asks is, I'm going to go take a shower. And she's like, what the fuck? You're not taking a shower here? I don't even know you. So like, there's this whole, it's just like, it's such a weird, there's so many weird things that go on in this movie. I'm just like, what the That's fuck? That's the 80s. Yeah. I think I saw Top Gun the last time I saw it was probably like 20 years ago. Were you, so, uh, were you a Top Gun guy? N- well, in the sense that, uh, Around the same time that Top Gun came out, the the uh, GI Joe F sixteen came out, and mm. you could buy it. And yeah, that if fucking, you were into those fighter that jets. fucking jet plane was yeah. my life for like a whole entire summer. Like I was like fucking flying porn. that shit around everywhere. Yeah, and that was and that movie 
uh, you know, give you the real life fucking F F sixteen or F fifteen. I can't remember which one it was, and uh, in action, and so you got to really see that. And I like like Iron Eagle and all those other fucking movies because of that. Yeah, there was a you whole know, bunch of copycats. There's a whole like block of movies. time yeah. where like uh vehicles were everything like, yeah, like the, heli- the helicopter what was the helicopter movie street street hawk blue thunder, blue thunder airwolf airwolf that was right airwolf night rider yes yeah so you had all that stuff where it was just like all about the machinery and all about like you know this is the fucking badass plane this is the badass car this is the badass fucking motorcycle so like that was uh, that was the allure for me it wasn't really tom cruise uh playing volleyball that was <laughs> <laughs> no and I, and, you know, I was a connoisseur of women and Kelly McGillis didn't really fill, fit the bill for me either. <laughs> uh, so at the time when I probably watched, I think that it became available on, on a VHS probably in, you know, 88 or 89 or something like that. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. So I was kind of in that phase where like, eh, I'm not really into Kelly McGillis. Like I had just seen Sheena and I was like, oh. That's a woman, <laughs> Tanya, <laughs> Tanya Roberts. I was like, oh, okay, uh, there you go. You should look up, Anthony, there's a whole clip. There's this movie, Sleep With Me, where Quentin Tarantino is breaking down Top Gun. Oh, I've heard about this. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty funny. Well, there, there are two quick Top Gun bits. There, you when, you when you brought up about the fighter planes, apparently the Navy had like gigantic enrollment after that movie. And oh, because sure. Because everyone wanted to be like, these are Navy fighter pilots. They wanted to play volleyball. Yeah, and then there was also they wanted definitely wanted to play volleyball, <laughs> and then there, there was also you mentioned um, VHS. I, I I heard somewhere that this was one of the first movies where you could buy a VHS for like under like twenty bucks. Oh. Like VHSs were all a hundred bucks at the time, and they decided to like put yeah. this out everywhere. And so now like everyone at that time owned a VHS. So that was the, this must have been the first like affordable yeah. movie because yes, in, initially the VHS tapes were super expensive. I yeah. remember yeah, that. I only rent them. Yeah. yeah. That's why you had to rent them because they were paying, charging a hundred bucks for these tapes. That's crazy. That and then I know. Bucks. And then somebody's like, why don't we just sell these instead of renting them? It's crazy. You pay a hundred dollars for a fucking VHS tape. But I do distinctly remember like going to my friend's houses and being like, Oh, that like they, that person, Person owns a copy of Top Gun. That person, owned, like everyone, had a co- po- yeah, copy of yeah, Top Gun. Yep, yeah. It must have been the first like commercially available yeah. big video movie. But not, not impressed. I was not impressed. And there's definitely a lot of unintentional comedy, but I felt like the movie was just, like so melodramatic. <laughs> I mean, you, you, how many? But I was surprised. I'll say one more thing. I was surprised, like all the sayings, all, all this music, and all these things that like. Are part of pop culture were from that movie, like, like um, a lot. Highway to the Danger Zone. I yep. didn't know that that yep. was in that movie. Yep. Um, the need, the need for speed. Yep, I didn't know that was in line. that movie. Yeah, negative Ghost Rider. Yep. Like, I didn't know that was in the Ice, movie. People bring up like Iceman all the time. And yeah, Maverick. Obviously, Maverick. Maverick yeah. Goose. So like, <laughs> I was like, oh, this is where we got all these things. So I'm, try- movie. I'm trying to find out if he learned how to fly an F-16 for Top Gun Maverick, and basically what I can I think find he did. is, well, I think yes, he's I think he's in the plane at least. He's in the plane, yes and no. He is in the plane, but these planes cannot be flown by a fucking amateur, and you gotcha. can't just learn how to fly these planes. So he's in the plane, but I think somebody else is with him flying. He did learn how to fly a helicopter for that Mission Impossible crazy scene. Uh, he's just a maniac. So I, well, I well, the one thing about this movie is. You know for sure that all that was on screen, so that is impressive. Right. That's all them filming fucking F-16 jets in the air. 
It's not CGI. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I haven't seen it in a while. I can't tell you about my thoughts about it, like in in the moment of of today. I just remember it. I liked the movie because of it had it had it had motorcycles, it had planes, it had you know machismo to a degree and everything like that. But yeah, it's not something I was like, hey, I need to watch this again. So that's interesting that you don't consider it an 80s action movie because it seems to hit some of that criteria we set in the a- movie in the showdown episode. It's more of a... But not all of them. Yeah, it's more of a drama... Are there boobies? Bromance. No, there's no boobies. No it, there's more... It's it's not like a... There's not... Is there man ass though? There's not really a bad guy. Right. Like, it's no, kind like of a rivalry movie. Yeah. It, it ends with a... Like, kind of a sh- thrown-in fight scene, but... Okay. It's not like you need guns and you need like people shooting people up, is, or like right. beating up people. With their right. Hands. Is there right. is there any male nudity? There is remember. a lot of people. There's a lot of Tom Cruise in his whitey tighties <laughs> and men oh. in locker rooms waiting for showers while being super sweaty and just hanging out. A lot oh. of shiny men topless. Yes. See, yes. like yeah, there's abs. Like, and, yeah. Yeah. And you look back yeah. at it. There's really not a lot of. Uh, there's a lot of more. A lot more male. Uh, yeah. You know, that, yeah, it's questionable. Cheesecake. Yeah, that movie's questionable. Uh, Rugs, what have you been watching? The only thing of note that I watched was the premiere episode of the Halo series. I watched oh. this also on Paramount Plus. They're putting out one a week, so only one. And the second one may be out now. What did you think of the premiere? Um, I know it deviates from actual Halo lore. It's not the game at all. No, it's not. Yeah. But I was down for it because it just seemed like an action-packed show that had production value. Yeah, uh, and so I'm, I'm, I'm not like with uh, it? it's because like they do use the weapons, and yeah. you see like the you know the the costumes are faithful, and what's happening? It's really just you know at the end of the day, Halo's about you know stopping an alien invasion, and that's what they're doing. The thing about it is uh, the only thing that disappointed me was. Was uh, Pablo Pornstash? Pablo, what's his name? Pablo Schreiber. Yeah, I'm like he's Master Chief. After all of these years, he's had his helmet on, and when he takes it off, it's that guy. And so he takes off his helmet at the end of the first episode. He does. Uh, I did appreciate the opening, like battle scene was kind of dope. Like there was, they opened it with a lot of action. You see the Covenant right away. There's a lot of death, uh, and then they set up the co- this conflict right away. They get into it. He's already on the outs with everybody, and his, he's questioning his whole motivation, this killing machine. It did have a very CBS feel to it, though, right? Did it feel CBS-y to you? There's something in the lighting and the way they uh, shoot yeah. these things. It wasn't uh, inspired as far as uh, the lighting, light design, and art direction is, uh, you know, in that way. It does feel very, like, sterile. Yeah, but um, I think it's by design. Maybe it may be meant to be that way, but we haven't met Cortana yet. And it's a big, you know, yeah, Cortana's like looks sketchy from the trailer. Uh, it looks better in the game. Actually, I, are you going weird. to watch? Uh, are you going to continue watching? Absolutely. OK, I'm gonna watch. I think I'm going to stick with it because it's got action. Yeah, I, I don't like the guy playing Master Chief. That's the thing that's really like soured it for me. Master Chief is like. Never takes his helmet off. So they've gotten Pedro Pascal instead. <laughs> no, I just feel like it's disappointing when it's just like this actor from Orange is the New Black. And that's the I'd rather like. So, you know what I mean? It's just like, well, somebody else posted on our Facebook group this story that Marvel may have been talking 
to Pablo Schreiber for the role of Wolverine. Oh, oh please, shit. no. I mean, I can kind of see it. I can kind of see that picking him, too. He just doesn't do anything. He's, well, I mean, yeah, Orange is the New Black. He was in American Gods. What else? He was in Skyscraper. I don't know. He's just kind of there. He just seems he's so just vanilla. Kind of, yeah, like he's, he's very. He's a little generic. He's just kind of there. Uh, yeah. All right, I'll check out Halo 2. And then I'll just finish with, I watched uh, one of the best picture Oscar movies, and it was West Side Story on Apple And how was TV it, Plus. You know what? Spielberg is the goat for a reason. I will say it's uh, it's interesting that he doesn't set this in a modern era. It's a period piece taking place in the late 50s uh, in Manhattan. And like the sets, the costumes, the cars, the fucking lighting in this movie is kind of masterful. All the amazing lighting and some of the shots, and he knows to hold on a on a dance scene, and you get to enjoy the dancers. It was good. The story though helps a lot. Like it's a solid story that holds up. It deals with gentrification and racism and gender issues. Uh, and he just he took out the dance fighting. There's like actual fighting. Uh, but and even though you know who kills who, and then he kills him, and he kills him. It was still kind of like shocking when it happened. I'm glad Anita won. Adriana DeBose won the Oscar because she did a great job. I love West Side Story, and I, I thoroughly enjoyed this version of it. And then Spielberg has said he's not going to do any more musicals, but he did. He did a Spielberg job on the musical. It wasn't bad. It's very good. I need to watch. It's on Disney. It is long, but the musical is long. It's like two and a half hours, and it's on Disney Plus. Uh, does it have the same Michael Jackson moves it, that he stole from West Side Story? It doesn't, but there's a brief moment where they allude to that. Like the first time Riff and uh, Bernardo kind of meet in the rumble, they grab each other's forearms, right? They grab each other's forearms, mm. and then the cops show up and they break it up. And I was like, oh, they're doing the thing from the movie and maybe from yeah, if you don't know, the original West Side Story that was came out in the 50s or something? Yeah, the 60s, I think. Yeah, Michael Jackson like copped like about sixty percent of the views from, yeah, from yeah from that yeah nineteen sixty one, but the story and the music still holds up. And so what's interesting, he, he, the time he said it, he said it in a place of Manhattan where it's slums, right? And so the poor Puerto Rican families, poor white uh, families, uh, if, I think they're Irish, live in the same. I thought they were Polish, or maybe they're sorry. Polish. I forget. They all live in the same area because. The city is about to evict everyone and demolish the buildings to build the Lincoln Center for the Performing Arts, where that building is now. So the backdrop of this movie is this. It's like a a battlefield. It's like half erected buildings and rubble and lots of uh, bricks and things. And it's just it's amazing, like how you put this together. The cars, the cars alone. There's so many extras and cars that are period accurate. I'm like, where did you fucking find all these cars? And I got I got to watch it. So, I love West Side Story. It is just solid uh Spielberg effort. Like the man is he can do anything. He really, literally can do anything. Do you like Ansel Ansel Gort or whatever the fuck his name is? And, uh as uh who does he play? I don't know. He's the main he's the main as, guy. As Tony? Oh, yeah. he played Tony. Yeah, he was all right. Yeah, and by the end of it, I thought Riff was a little weird in the beginning, but by the end of it, you get to uh like them. Okay. Yeah. Uh, did you watch anything else? I watched the first episode of DMZ on HBO Max. So there's only one available? I think, no, there's four. There's only four episodes. I think they're oh, all okay. out. And uh, it's all right. Imran <laughs> didn't like it's it. Right. That means it's, it's a lot completely like, boring. It's a lot like other things. And the first episode gets you into it. But, like, they didn't explain a lot. And I wanted it more. Maybe it comes in the 
Oh, I did watch something. I watched the animation, not all of it, though, from uh, The Boys. Oh, you watched Diabolical. Yeah, I watched What did you think of that? Any favorite moments? Oh, my God. It's pretty fucking brutal. It's so violent for like a even in the cartoony style. It's super brutal and violent. Yeah, it's I mean, it's it's kind of fun to watch. Like Laser it's Baby fun. is the best. I love Laser Baby. Laser Baby's fine. Laser I like eyes, baby eyes. Yeah, I like the uh, the couple who have a kid. They're getting a divorce. Oh, they yeah, they do a great thing where uh, it in in the boys world. If you give your kid compound V. And if the kid gets powers that you don't like or are useless, you can just fucking schlep them off to this this place full of kids that their parents didn't want. After oh, the giving them, up, yes, yeah. the re- giving them compound well, V, they had some wacky shit. Like this one guy with a speaker for a head. Yeah, that was his power, and like <laughs> he could only play one song. What was that one song that he? Oh, could play? I can't remember. It only said that's right. He only played one song, but I thought that's a great. It was, it was Hootie and the Blowfish. It was it only Hootie and the Blowfish song. <laughs> oh, we want to be with you. He only talks in Hootie in that Hootie and the Blowfish song. Yeah, but I love that idea where like the parents who gave their kids compound V and didn't want their powers, they're like, we don't want this fucking kid anymore. I still I think I have a couple more to go, but they're all they're uh, they're worth a spin. Check it out; yeah. it's very very short, like you know, fifteen minute episodes. Um, yeah, yeah, you'll you'll do it no time. Good world building though in the boys' universe. I I appreciate it. All right. Yeah, all right. You know what I the thing that I thought that was great that they you know reinforced because it's in the boys that they they basically. It's all fake. They just do this shit to sell stuff. Superhero right, stuff. It's all, they don't, corporate, it's all corporate. Corporate. It's all run. corporate. Yeah. Like, you know, it's a farce. Yeah. And that's so, that's and, one of the big themes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's They're all backed by corporations, all money making. Uh, yeah. So I liked it. I liked it. It's like Will Smith snapping somebody. It's, it's completely- Keep your fucking corporate name <laughs> out your fucking mouth. The Oscars like, we need people to tune in. You slap Chris Rock. <laughs> People are going to hey, tune back into the Oscars. They, you know what? It worked. Their ratings were up. What that are they going to do next year? They need a brawl to break can't, out. Can't yeah. do anything. Yeah, you need. You got to. How do you up the ante? On you that? need a full. Like, what do you do that's better brawl? than? You got to have two old like women actresses like <laughs> smack each other. No. What no, if you, someone just takes a shit on the stage? <laughs> you got to have like Glenn Close and like Diane Lane like yeah. start like fighting and then like rolling around on stage like you know, pulling each other's hair and they roll off stage like the whole that whole bit where no, the women yeah. like are fighting and rolling. I say you settle the best picture nominee. You take the top two photos, pictures, the crew and the cast. You throw them in a cage match, and whoever comes out alive gets the. What Oscar. about if you if people just. Um, there's like a guy in the audience that stands behind the the actors that are watching the Oscars, but his dick's out. <laughs> <laughs> so when they cut to them as a reaction, it's just the dick it, next it's to out them. and it's resting on their shoulder. It's just like yeah. next to them. Like, uh, uh, it's making me laugh. Oh my god, the reaction. Oh there's god. a there's an image of all the celebrities <laughs> reacting to the slap, and it's so great because they're all like, oh my god. Except Ryan Gosling has his hand over his face and he's fucking chuckling. It's so funny. <laughs> I thought that was very amusing. Now, smack him in the dick. <laughs> smack him. It's going down. Oh, shit. It's going down. All right. Again, remember, <laughs> next week we will have reviews of a first episode of Moon Knight and more BS, which will be more BS for months. Yes, more BS. More, more BS. More BS. Rugs, where can the listener find you online? You can find me on Twitter at Really Rugboy. Come follow me. 
Uh, you can find that link in the show description on our website. Go there for all the links to everything we talked about. Share this show with a buddy. Go out IRL. Spread the word. Give him one of these. Jock and Nerd. Let's get some more geek listeners. Thank you for listening to the Jock and Nerd podcast. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. He's the nerd. And we'll peep you next time. I stick it up my asshole. Arrested, sir. Oh, I, I got to load that back up. Sorry. I came back on the on the thread. Jugging nerd. <laughs>